Stunned silence follows Marcus's declaration. Jay turns to his friend as if in slow motion, blinking just like he did this morning. But it's Summer's strangled voice that breaks the silence. Marcus, what are you doing? She looks shell-shocked, terrified. I cross my arms, eager for the show. Marcus seems rooted to the spot, his face now a deep crimson red. Summer suddenly grabs Jay's arm. Baby, he's lying. We haven't- Jay abruptly rips out of her hold. Then he steps toward Marcus, his body taut. Is it true? Sh- um... Don't lie to me! Jay, calm down. There isn't anything going on. She tries to pull him away, but he won't budge. Marcus looks guilty for a second, but then his eyes harden. Yeah, you know what? It is true. I've been making love to your girlfriend since junior year. Summer bursts into tears, and shocked gasps travel through the crowd. I push around people as they start to swarm, not wanting to miss anything. Jay stares at his best friend in shock, and I can see his hands shaking. Then he looks at Summer. How could you? Summer is crying so hard. I'm surprised she can get any words out. I, I'm sorry. It just happened, and then- It happened again and again. Maybe it wouldn't have if you gave a shit about her. Jay instantly lunges for him, but Marcus leaps away. I love her. He looks at Summer. And I don't care anymore who knows it. Quick as lightning, Jay grabs for his throat. This time, Marcus doesn't back away. And then the two are nothing but a blur of limbs. Summer starts screaming, and a few of their friends try to pull the two boys apart. But it's no use. Mr. Armstrong suddenly comes barreling through the crowd. When he sees his son on the ground, his face turns purple. Jay Matthew Armstrong, get a hold of yourself! Jay pauses at the sound of his father's voice, but then throws another punch at Marcus anyway. His father manages to catch his arm and then yanks him up and away. He leans down into his son's face. I've never been more ashamed in my life! Jay just glowers at him, his chest heaving. And when Mr. Armstrong goes to pull Marcus up, Jay turns to Summer. Baby, let me explain. There's nothing to explain. You're screwing my best friend. Summer sobs loudly. I'm sorry. I was just lonely. You never pay attention to me and- So this is my fault? You're seriously going to blame this on me? His voice is louder than I've ever heard it. Summer jumps at the intensity of it. Jay meets my gaze once, then turns back to her saying the words I've been waiting years to hear. We're done, Summer. Her face crumples and her cries start up again. She looks pitiful. I look around and everyone is staring at her with disgust. I soak it in. Summer heart has fallen. Quinn covers the events in the next day's paper. Quinn's Corner, September 2nd, 1996. A clue in the case, truth serum targets jocks. Sex, lies, and cheats, oh my. We still don't know who is behind the truth serum, but with the latest spate of confessions, one thing has become clear. Whoever it is has it out for all the cheerleaders and football players. Who could it be? A rival team? A disgruntled teacher? A slighted student? Your reporter investigates. I read Quinn's article and fume. She published it without me and the drawing was done by Smelly Shelly? It shows the cheerleaders and football players getting wild and crazy on the field, like an old bacchanalia painting of Roman gods. 
I don't know what makes me matter. That Quinn published the article without me or that she's getting closer to the truth. I crumple the paper and throw it in the trash bin before walking to class. Who cares about Quinn and her dumb theories? She'll never figure out what I'm doing. My power is greater than ever because now everyone knows the truth, a truth I've known for years, that Summer is a hateful, lying bitch. Jay and Marcus have both been suspended for the week. They won't be able to play in the game on Friday, which doesn't bode well for the team, a team that is already in shambles after what happened with Peter. I feel terrible about that, but it had to be done for the greater good of exposing Summer Hart. I laugh as I walk into the last class of the day, reveling in my victory. I spot Summer sitting in a corner by herself. Her eyes are puffy, and she's sitting straight-backed in her chair, feeling incredibly smug. I take the seat beside her. I know I shouldn't, but when she turns in my direction, I shake my head and grin. Who's alone now? Her eyes turn black. She opens her mouth, but then two shadows fall across her desk. Briar and Vivi stand above her, delight shining in their eyes. Well, 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 how the mighty have fallen. Briar leans forward on her desk. How's the view from the bottom, loser? Summer looks up at her two former friends. Two friends that she's ostracized over the past few days. And even from my desk, I can see she's scared. You got some nerve, sweetie. Getting mad at me for sharing a few pictures? When you were banging his best friends? I guess what goes around comes around. They laugh and the rest of the class joins in. Summer doesn't say anything, but I see her clench her fists under her desk. You don't deserve Jay. You never did. But you never deserved us either, bitch. So don't try to come crawling back now. Her eyes look up and meet mine. Summer follows her gaze, and Vivian Briar come stand next to me. You can't tell us who to hang out with anymore. Vivi grabs my hands and pulls me up next to her, and she wraps her arms around my shoulders. She's so fake, but I don't even care. I just soak it in. Vivi pulls me over to where she, Summer, and Briar always sit together. Reyna, we notice you're always sitting next to weirdos like Smelly Shelly. At the nickname, everyone in the class laughs again. Shelly stiffens. I should defend her, I know. But instead, I find myself nodding along. So come sit with us from now on. Summer is staring at me, shock in her gaze, and the expression has me smiling. I'd love to sit with you, Viv. I look over at Summer and flick my hair. Thanks. Are you two kidding me right now? Shut up, bitch. No one asked you. Summer glares at the three of us, then grabs her books and runs from the room. The tears I see in her eyes have me laughing again. Karma is so sweet, and revenge is even sweeter. I don't talk to Jay for two days. He's suspended so he's not at school, and I haven't gone over to his house. I've wanted to, just to make sure he's okay, but I know he needs time to process everything. Besides, I've been busy, not only enjoying Summer's fall from grace, but enjoying my new social status. Everyone says hello now, talks to me in classes. It's like I'm a new person, a new person with a new locker. If I could only have Jay.
everything would be perfect. That Thursday, I'm in my pool house. I look at Jay's yard from the window, noticing his dad leave with the big bag. I wonder where he goes all the time. Should I go over there and- I feel like I'm always apologizing to you. I spin and see Jay's head poking through my window. Jay, come in. He hops down. He's wearing old sweatpants and a faded t-shirt. When our eyes meet, my heart starts to pound. You tried to warn me about Summer and Marcus, and I didn't listen. I'm sorry. He looks down, sadness taking over his features. I want to reach out and hug him, comfort him, but I hold myself back. It's okay. Unless I'd seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it either. He runs his hands through his already messy hair. They've been lying to me for a year. They made a fool out of me. The two people I trusted the most. He shakes his head. I feel like such an idiot. Anger on his behalf has me stepping toward him. Oh, don't say that. They're the idiots, Jay. And after what they did, they don't deserve a second more of your time. He gives me a wan smile, then lets out a long sigh. I guess it's for the best anyway. You know, about me and Summer. My heart thumps. Yeah? He takes a step closer to me his eyes focused on mine. Yeah, because she was right. I was a boyfriend. I should have broken up with her a long time ago. My insides soar, and I can barely hold back my smile. But then I remember what he told me about his father. How did your dad take the news? He scoffs. <laughs> he isn't happy. Thinks I should forgive her. Are you kidding me? Wish I was. But I'm done bending to his wishes, killing myself to meet his expectations. Summer and I are over, and we're never getting back together. This time, I do smile. Good, because you deserve better. He looks me in the eyes. Yeah, I do, don't I? I bite my lip and nod. His gaze is drawn to my mouth. Just then, the pool house door opens. Oh, hello, Jay. Jay and I jump apart. My mom bustles in with a plate of snacks. Are you and Raina studying together tonight? I blush. Um, yeah. We have a lot of homework for science class. I look at Jay, and he nods, playing along. He pulls a notebook out of his back pocket. Yep, uh, lots of homework. Good, good. I'm glad you're both working hard. My mom puts the plate down and bustles out. Just tell me if you need more snacks. Thanks, Mrs. Sin. When my mom leaves, we both laugh. Jay's voice drops to a whisper. Does she know about what happened between us? He gestures to the couch. Here. I blush. Are you kidding? No way! She'd kill me. Besides, I hit him in the shoulder playfully. She thinks you're... I switch into my Indian auntie accent. Such a good boy. Jay laughs and my heart melts. Then he gestures to my notebooks. Doing some drawing? I am. I look at the notebook in his hands. Working on some new rhymes? He smiles. Yeah. I thought maybe we could sit and work together. Like the old days. I'd love that. 
For the next few hours, Jay and I sit side by side on the couch, him writing, me drawing. We talk, we laugh, and we reconnect. And I can't remember ever being so happy. At around midnight, I finished up my latest drawing. It's of Jay performing on a big stage. I put my pen down and turned my notebook toward him. What do you think? His eyes scanned my drawing. It's amazing. Want to hear what I've been working on? Of course. I lean against the couch, more comfortable and relaxed than I've been in a long time. He looks into my eyes and starts his rhyme. My entire body thrums with white-hot energy as he raps. And it's as if he's rapping to me. My eyes snap up to his. His are unwavering on mine. He finishes his rap and leans in close. Do you like it? Somehow, I manage a nod, even though my whole body is trembling. He puts his notebook down and brings his face close to mine. I close my eyes, waiting to feel his lips, drowning in bliss and expectation. But when a few seconds pass and nothing happens, I open my eyes again. His face is inches away, and his gaze is scanning my face. He lets out a breath. I'm nervous. I laugh softly. <laughs> Me too. I've wanted this for so long. His breath is warm on my lips, seducing me. Me too. He gently runs one knuckle down my cheek, and I sigh softly at the feel of it. I look up and into his eyes and see such adoration and longing. It sends my heart into an unholy rhythm. You're so beautiful. His words disarm me, and I sink further into the couch. I feel lost in a sea of passion, and I wrap both arms around his neck, trying to anchor myself. He brushes his lips over mine. Once. Twice. Then he pulls back for just a second. His next words are nothing more than a whisper. And I meant what I said. I think about that night all the time. Memories heat the air between us, as if on cue we both move forward. And then his lips are finally, finally on mine. I am instantly lost. Lost in red-hot passion and a lust so strong, I whimper at the intensity. Our mouths move in perfect unison, it's not a slow or gentle kiss. It's fast, hard, and desperate. Like a pent-up dam releasing after years and years. I can't get enough of him. Our hands are everywhere. But just when things start to really heat up, the pool door slams open. What is the meaning of this? Jay and I scramble off each other. Dad, what are you doing here? I take deep breaths trying to calm down. After a kiss like that, it isn't easy. I could ask you the same question. I run my hands through my hair and look to the doorway. 
Jay's father is standing there like a menacing dictator, his face a hard mask of disapproval. He looks at me with disdain, and I instantly feel like scum. Does your mother know what's going on here? I whimper, but don't respond. Jay adjusts his shirt, then stands up. I, I thought you weren't coming home until tomorrow. My plans changed, and good thing they did. Because you're supposed to be in your room thinking about what you've done. Jay's fists clench at his sides. What's there to think about? Marcus deserved what he got, and I don't regret it. Mr. Armstrong's upper lip curls, and then he looks at me. Jay just broke up with his girlfriend of three years. <laughs> you don't waste time, do you? The room grows icy cold, and Jay's face grows red. Don't talk to Raina that way. I wrap my arms around my stomach, torn on what to do. I want to defend myself, but something tells me I should let Jay handle this. Mr. Armstrong gestures out the door. Let's go. No, I'm staying here. Now, Jay. Before I call Mrs. Sen and tell her what I just walked in on and get your little friend here in big trouble. He shoots me a lethal stare, and for a moment, my insides start to shrivel. But then my back stiffens. Who does this guy think he is? He tries to run his son's life, and now he wants to run mine too? I'm just about to speak, but Jay cuts me off. I'm 18 years old, Dad. You can't order me around like a child. Mr. Armstrong crosses his arms over his chest. If you act like a child, I'll treat you like one. Your behavior lately has been shameful. Jay throws his hands in the air. You're always ashamed of me. No matter how I act, I can never do anything right. Jay. But you know what? I'm not even going to try to please you anymore. I give up. Mr. Armstrong looks like a live wire and his eyes narrow with disdain. I've had enough of this temper tantrum. You're grounded until I say otherwise, and if you step even a toe out of line, you're out of the house! Jay and I both jump with shock. I turn to Jay, and my heart breaks in two when I see tears in his eyes. I turn my hard gaze on Mr. Armstrong, hating him more than I've ever hated anyone. How dare he do this to Jay after everything he's going through? Jay shoots me an apologetic look, then storms out of the pool house. I go to chase him, but Mr. Armstrong moves to block the doorway. I look up and meet his angry glare with one of my own. Please, I just want to make sure he's okay. He's none of your concern. Now, Why do you hate me so much? I don't mean to blurt the question out, but it's something I've always wondered. After a moment, his eyes narrow. You're a distraction. You always have been. Jay needs to be focusing on school and athletics, not spending hours in this pool house writing nonsense. I thought he was over all that, but apparently not. His words enrage me. Have you even read his poetry? Do you know how talented he is? Why won't you let him be himself? He slashes a hand through the air, interrupting me. Stay away from my son, Ms. Sen. I won't tell you again. He walks out and slams the door. I put my head in my hands, a million emotions swirling in my stomach. Who does he think he is? If only there was something I could do, something to really show Mr. Armstrong. I suddenly laugh out loud. Mr. Armstrong may think he rules the school and everyone in it, but he isn't the one with the power.
I am. I'm shivering with rage as I walk up to my old locker. I turn the lock, my fingers icy cold, and I'm just about to slip inside when a familiar smell washes over me. I turn to look at Shelly, who's opening her own locker. She looks at me once, then turns away. Hey, Shelly, how's it going? Her face tightens. Don't you mean smelly, Shelly? I cringe and then gear myself up to apologize. She grabs a book, then slams her locker closed. You've changed, Reyna, and not for the better. I watch her back as she walks away. I have changed, but since everything is finally going my way, I'd have to disagree. It is for the better, and I couldn't care less what smelly Shelly thinks of the new me. I step inside my locker and gently close the door. My eyes rove over the glowing wall, full of names and initials, a lot of them written by me. I smile, then pull out the pen. Robert Armstrong. I never planned to write the principal's name in the locker, but he's left me no choice. He needs to be knocked down a peg, and I have no problem being the one to do it. I have no idea what secrets he may be hiding, but it will all work out. It always does. I shove the pen into my backpack, step out of the locker, and slam smack into Quinn. My bag drops to the floor. I scowl, annoyed. Sorry. She helps me pick up my scattered things. Smelly Shelly is standing right behind her. I thought you switched lockers. Double crap. I hastily think of an excuse. I lost my science book. Thought maybe I left it here. I can tell that she doesn't believe me. I also find that I don't really care. I change the subject. That last article was great. Bet it really flew off the shelves. Yeah, it did. She's staring at me oddly. And something about the look in her eyes makes me mad. I stiffen. Sorry I couldn't get you that picture in time. I make a face and gesture towards Shelly. But looks like you found a new friend to help. Quinn arches her eyebrows, but ignores my jab. She has a pen and notebook in her hands and looks like she's about to ask me something. Reyna. But I don't have time to hear what she has to say. The bell will ring any second now. I zip up my bag and start walking away. I look back at them both with a gleam in my eyes. Better get your pens ready, girls. I wiggle my eyebrows at Quinn mockingly. You'll have the story of your lives to write after the pep rally today. Quinn calls after me. How do you know that, Reyna? And Shelly just glares. I ignore them both and walk away. They can't touch me. I rush to the gym, filing in past all the students. I search out Mr. Armstrong. He's standing with the interim football coach. Perfect. I head to the bleachers, looking for Jay. I spot him sitting on the bottom row with a few members of the team. I want to be near him when this reveal goes down. He may need me. I make my way over and I see him looking left and right as if searching the crowd for someone. When our gazes meet, his shoulders settle and my heart melts. He was looking for me. I haven't seen him since we had our kiss last night and I was worried about how he'd react. But seeing his face light up, makes everything I've done to get to this moment worth it. I head to the bleacher behind him and lean over. Hey, you. 
Hey, yourself. He turns his body and just gazes into my eyes for a second. I'm sorry about yesterday. Don't be. Are you busy later? Busy with you. He grins ear to ear and then leans up to press a quick kiss to my forehead. He turns back to his teammates and I suddenly hear a whistle. I look over and see Briar and Vivi approaching. Hey girl, mind if we sit? Of course. They squeeze in beside me and I can't help but preen a bit. This is way better than sitting all the way up top with smelly Shelly. The pep rally starts a few minutes later and I see Mr. Armstrong getting ready to give the opening speech. Now is the moment. But how am I going to get him to look at me? I stand up in my seat, but I still can't get his attention. Rena, what are you doing? I catch eyes with Quinn as she walks into the gym with Shelly. I ignore her too. I put my hands around my mouth, then shout as loud as I can, interrupting Mr. Armstrong's speech. Woo! Go Tigers! He looks my way. Finally, I cross my arms and smile at him, letting him know I've won. His eyes grow wide as they lock with mine. He freezes. A cold wind howls through the gym. His mouth contorts strangely, and then... I dress up like Dolly Parton at night and perform at bars. <laughs>